1. 12 February, 2314. Assault Detachment Alpha, above Olympus Mons, Mars. 12.35 hours, local. He was sealed inside a windowless carbo-titanium laminate alloy canister so tiny there was scarcely room to breathe, much less move, but his Newman link gave him a complete 360 on the view outside. Gunnery Sergeant Travis Garraway, USMC, was streaking through thin atmosphere, hitting it hard enough to scratch a searing contrail of ionized gas across the night-black sky. His entry pod was surrounded by a faint haze of plasma, but he could still see the surface of Mars spread out beneath him like a map, all ochres and tans and rust-reds, desert colors achingly reminiscent of the American Southwest back home. Ahead, Olympus Mons rose against the curb of the Martian horizon, enormous, stunning in its size and sweep and grandeur. The crest of Olympus Mons reached twenty-seven kilometers above the Martian desert floor, three times the height of Everest above sea level. As big as the state of Missouri, it was the largest volcano in the solar system. Garraway had stood at the base of that mountain three months earlier, playing tourist, and hoping to get a look at it from ground level. The results, however, had been disappointing. Olympus Mons was so large that the curb of the Martian horizon actually hid the peak from an observer standing at the mountain's base. The only way to see, to really feel the size of that monster shield volcano, was to see it from orbit, or, as Garraway was doing now, on a hot trajectory re-entry, forty kilometers up. Alpha two, Alpha three, he called. Do you copy? Over. Static hissed in his earphones. Alpha two, Alpha three. Chrome, are you hearing me? Still nothing. The re-entry ionization was still too heavy to permit radio communications. Damn, he'd wanted to share this with Chrome, Staff Sergeant Angelina O'Meara. A jolt caught the entry capsule, punching the breath from his lungs and eliciting a sharp, bitten-off curse. There was a popular misconception going the rounds at Eos Chasma, the Martian equivalent of an urban legend, to the effect that Olympus Mons was so tall, the crest actually extended above the Martian atmosphere. He wished the idiots spreading that nonsense were with him now, enjoying the ride. The average surface pressure on Mars was only about one percent of Earth normal, and at the top of Olympus Mons, the pressure dropped to two percent of that. By contrast, the atmospheric pressure at the top of Mount Everest was about twenty-five percent of the pressure at sea level. The Martian atmosphere was thin, the next best thing to hard vacuum, as Captain Fetterman liked to say, but the one-third gravity meant that it didn't get squeezed down as tightly to the surface as on Earth, but extended much farther into space. There was plenty of thud atmosphere here two miles above the mountain's caldera-cloven crest to give him a hell of a ride. Mars Military Training Command Stickney Base, Phobos, 12.36 hours, local. Colonel Robert Ellsworth Lee lay in a couch on the Mars observation deck, watching the show. In reality, the tiny inner Martian moon was currently above Elysium, over the horizon from Olympus Mons, 
but his numinal link relayed the imagery from a low-altitude robotic satellite positioned to track Alpha's atmospheric entry and descent. From this vantage point, unfolding within the window of his mind, the orange face of Mars, pitted and wrinkled, stretched across the entire black reach of the sky. A cloud of brilliant stars streaked across that face, trailing white fire. Thirty-two of those stars were the IMACs of the Alpha Drop. The rest were decoys, deployed to shield the insertion from enemy radar and laser sensors. IMAC, the acronym was pronounced IMAC, stood for Individual Marine Assault Craft, a name that seemed a bit grandiloquent for something not much bigger than a large garbage can. Ever since World War II, some 370 years before, the Marine Corps had searched for new and effective ways to deliver...